This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Okay, so part one of the sale is complete for the Ottawa Senators, but the saga continues. Welcome to the program. Elliot Friedman joining me here in about 30 seconds or so. Ryan Huska stops by at the bottom of the hour. Calgary Flames' new head coach. Also, uh, I'll talk to Ian Mendez from The Athletic about the Ottawa Senators' sale. Craig Simpson from Hockey Night in Canada and the NHL on Sportsnet on Game 5. Tonight, do we see handshakes and Vince Bracogliano from lowhud.com in USA Today will stop by to round out Hour 2. In the meantime, Elliot Friedman joins me right off the top, and when Friedge joins right off the top, you know there is major news that is either in the process of breaking or has already broken. Elliot, the the Ottawa Senators' sale, and uh, we're going to park a lot of time on this one, and if I may, um, considering it's Michael Andlauer, uh, who is the uh, the winning yeah. bid here? Um, I think of an old an old saying from uh, not that I ever went to medical school, but this is there's an old saying in medical school that goes like this: When you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. When oh, you God. hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Which means generally in situations, don't look for the exotic answer. Look for the obvious one. And one of the first names we heard attached to any sale of the Ottawa Senators was Michael Andlauer. And lo and behold, at the end of all of it, when we think horses and not zebras, we get Michael Andlauer. Your thoughts on the winning bid? Uh, well, you know, I think that there were a lot of people who thought that Andlauer was the favorite from the beginning. Um, I, yep. I think, you know what, I think that... It's really interesting when we go back, look through this, and start to really go through the process. Um, you know the old story. I mean, you're big on these things about the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> yes, Elliot. <laughs> okay, so slow and, slow and you know, steady, slow and steady, slow and slow steady, and steady. In the race. And Ann Lauer definitely subscribed to that. Like he was the one bid that didn't have a. Like, like it didn't have Ryan Reynolds. It didn't have The Weeknd. It didn't have Snoop Dogg. Uh, I think that he believes yeah. that um, that what I mean, he's a he his belief is a good product is your best salesperson, and that's what he kind of stuck to. Like uh, that he felt that uh, well, obviously there were people excited about the inclusion of those individuals in some of the bids. He didn't think that was important. Yeah. He thinks that. Building a good, strong organization is your best marketing tool. So he stuck to that. I think the other thing, too, is, Jeff, is I don't know if we'll ever find this out for sure, but I think in all of these Mm -hmm. bid situations, he may have been the lowest bidder. I think in the first round, he came in significantly lower. I think Nico Sparks had the high bid in the first round, and I heard Ann Lauer came in significantly lower than that. Obviously, uh, Stephen Apostolopoulos had the largest bid initially in this round. And I think at the start, Ann Lauer might have been the low number. But it's obvious that he was slow playing, waiting to see what the number really would be. And look, when Apostolopoulos stepped out last weekend, you know, someone said to me this morning, it was chaos all weekend. And everybody here realized that it was time to get this done, that it was enough uh, fooling around or whatever. And, you know, they, they, the, with the, the bids that were left, they grinded hard on the weekend through yesterday and Ann Lauer got to a number. Because initially, where Ann Lauer was, they weren't going to sell on the team. And finally, he said, okay, 
the race is ending. It's time to put my best foot in, and he did it 950. You know, there's um, there, there's a whole lot to this, and we'll we'll drill down on what this means off the ice and on the ice as well. But I, I am really curious about the nature of relationships, and this is yeah. not unlike any other business. The NHL is not unique to this. I mean, you do business with people you are comfortable with. Uh, you do business with people you've done business before. You uh, have a relationship already. Uh, you know how they behave. I mean, it, it just makes business sense. Um, considering Ann Lauer's long association and you know, uh, a minority share of the Montreal Canadiens, this was a very comfortable sale. E- even though, like this entire process, whether it was you know with the circus with Reynolds and the circus with Snoop Dogg and the weekend and all of that, you know, the bright lights and everything, um, the the relationship between the NHL and Michael and Lauer of course the 950 million pushes it over the line but that really warmed the and Lauer group almost to the top almost it, it seemed Elliot almost at every turn I don't want to say preferred candidate because I don't know but maybe most comfortable candidate for the NHL was the and Lauer group from day one is that safe to say I think so I, I like they obviously you know, like, if you take a look through the NHL uh, history, like, there have been situations where, whether it's John Spano or Boots Del Baggio, you know, situations go sideways or you get fooled. And you're always, because of that, it's like the old line, right? It's like the ancient Jeff Merritt proverb, fool me once, shame on you, fool me <laughs> twice, shame on me. And I, I think, you know, Batman in the league, they obviously have to be very careful. You can't have that kind of issue. Well, what's the best way that you can avoid that kind of issue? Someone you know and has proven to uh, have the money as a stable person. And, you know, Ann Lauer and the Kimmels certainly qualify. And, you know, it's not to say Apostolopoulos or Nico Sparks don't qualify. It's just they don't know them as well. And when, look, this is a $950 million sale. You have to get this right. And the edge is always going to go if the money is equal or close to equal the people you know it's it's that simple and it's like it's like to me that's not that's not nepotism or anything like that it's just that you know you can't afford to get it wrong so you better make sure yeah. that you get it right so questions that i think a lot of us have and i'm curious the questions you have through all of this and again this is really fresh this news is only a couple of hours old but you know i think some of the questions that uh, that we have, I mean, I know I have these questions, you know, what is, what is included? Like what, what is he getting for $950 million? Is it, you know, the, the rights to, de- to develop a new arena or real estate project? Um, did they have to make some type of commitment to do the arena in order to push this over the finish line? I don't know the answer to any of these. I don't expect you to, but um, that's some of the questions that I have through all of this. I think we're starting to find out now who the other um, equity partners are as well. We'll get to that in a second. But off the bat, what I'm curious about is, okay, so $950 million is the price tag. What did Ann Lauer just get? Well, I, he, he, gets, he gets the team. He gets the current rank. And he gets the right to – I'm not exactly sure how to word it properly, but obviously there will be the ability to do what he needs to do and negotiate what he needs to negotiate for the, the downtown rank or whatever else he decides to do. Like, that, that's what he gets. He gets mm-hmm. the team, he gets the current rank, and he gets the ability – and again, I don't know if I'm phrasing it properly, 
but the ability to negotiate for downtown. Um, and, you know, like one of the things, too, that I should mention here is I, I know that there was some talk, like if they announced a billion or they announced a billion two or whatever, would it actually be that number? I Someone said to me this morning that they... They're, they that that 950 is a real number that it's not like inflated they think that's a, a a very real number for all of this and everything that's included okay so then off the Ottawa page uh, that 950 million dollar price tag for the Ottawa senators what does that do for 31 other franchises and what does that do for and here we go I'm gonna say it the next round of expansion yeah, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting question. Like, uh, like Jeff, you and I are both on the same page that they are going to expand at some point. And, uh, yes. you know, I believe, too, if they leave Arizona, eventually they'll go back there. They will not leave that market open. So, like, you know, you and I, we, we are, we, you and I are fully on the Salt Lake train. Like, the you know, the movie 310 to Yuma, we're on train. 310 to... <laughs> Yeah, we're on the 310 to Salt Lake City. And, uh, you know, yeah. like I, I, have to, I have to say this. Like, there's a lot of people out there who really believe the Atlanta thing. And, um, you, yeah. know, that, that, you know, especially with TNT being a rights holder, that that's a, and they're based yeah. in Atlanta, that's a, that's a very real thing. So I think it's a great question to see what that next number will be when the time comes. Um, so the next process then for Michael Ann Lauer, um, who has, you know, uh, I shouldn't say fully crossed the finish line yet because the NHL still needs to approve. Uh, the next Board of Governors meeting, I believe, is June 22nd. Uh, does it, there, there's no chance that it gets approved before then. Like, it'll get, uh, you know, it'll get voted on uh, on the 22nd of June. I'm just trying to figure out process here with the draft on the horizon and free agency on the horizon. And when you pay $950 million for something, Elliot, generally you get to choose uh, who your employees are. What's the sort of timeline next year for Ann Lauer? You know, I have to say that I don't like guessing on the timeline of this particular sale because it's been so crazy. Like, you know, do, yeah. I, I think it will be a challenge. The board of governors is on the 22nd, I believe, right? I think it'll be a challenge to get it done by then. But, but you know, I don't want to say impossible. Um, uh, uh, I, so I don't, I don't want to say impossible, but I'd say it's a challenge. You know, as for, like, look, like, there's been a lot of names circling around. Um I think the toughest thing, no, no doubt in my mind, that the toughest thing on the hockey operations people is the waiting. Like, you just want to know, right? You don't yeah. want this hanging over you for a long time. So I think for Pierre Dorian and, and uh, DJ Smith, there's no question it's not easy. I mean, look, everybody in the hockey world knows the Steve Steos rumors, the, the tight connection between Steve Steos and Mike Andlauer going back to their days with Hamilton and the OHL. Um, you know, so, I mean, we'll see, but does that mean that they're cleaning house or does that mean they're bringing new people in? I mean, the Memorial cup, there were a ton of Patrick law rumors, like people have mentioned John Gruden's name. Um, you know, actually, you know, another name I heard just to, you know, it was a long history or it's a bit of a history with Steos and, and Lauer is, um, Ian Mahar, who now works in Carolina. He worked with them in, mm-hmm. uh, in Hamilton as sort of, but not as like the general manager, but in a role. But again, like, I don't think we know the answers to all this yet. And, 
Like I, I think, you know, yeah. I think it's tough, Jeff, whenever anyone is left in limbo, I've been there before and, uh, it's it's a tough position because you're sitting here and you want the certainty one way or another. Yeah. So what I um, so last summer, like uh, everybody sort of knew this was coming in the organization um, after uh, after Eugene Melnick passed away, and for a lot of the contracts, I know uh, from talking to various people, um, various people at different levels uh, were asked if they wanted one-year deals or two-year deals. The, the two-year deal would carry you um, extra when new ownership comes in if they want to clear house. The one-year deal was for people that, you know, take the one-year deal and then take your chances with new ownership essentially doing what you always talk about, and that is betting on themselves. And as yeah. far as I believe, Elliot, I think a lot of people took the two-year option. So there are a lot of... I know it's uncomfortable for everybody here. I get it. Um, but this was something that was foreseen. I think a lot of people took the two-year option in this one, thankfully. Yes, I, uh, I like I'll never, I'll, I'll never criticize someone for doing their due diligence and saying this is the best option for me. We all have to make the, be- the best choices that we can for ourselves. And, um, you know, I bet you if you have one year now, a little bit, uh, like an extra year, you're probably feeling a little more comfortable that you can orchestrate yeah. a safe landing. But, you know, I just don't like to see people left in limbo. It's tough. Of course, uh, I understand that. You mentioned the name John Gruden a couple of moments ago. Just so our listeners slash viewers uh, know, John Gruden uh, is a former head coach of the Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL with Ann Lauer and Steos when they went to the Memorial Cup uh, in the 100-year anniversary. That was the year that uh, the uh, the games were in Regina. Uh, yeah, I'm not okay, talking about um, John Gruden, uh, the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> and Spider Banana, whatever that play he called. <laughs> Yes, this is the uh, the other John Gruden, the hockey John yeah. Gruden. Um, Jeff Yark, uh, co-CEO of Farm Boy and the Malhotra yep. family, that is Neil and Sean, um, both are confirmed uh, co-investors on this one, uh, the Malhotra family from Claridge Homes uh, as well. There may be more, we're just not aware of it. I've heard a couple of names, haven't confirmed, would be irresponsible to mention them. So the ones we do now no, go for it. now know, Jeff Yark, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, I like my job, Elliot. Like my job. Uh, in, and the Mel Hotra. In, in other news, in other news, Jeff. Point. In other news, Jason York is asking for a half a million dollar a year no show job. <laughs> I was going to say Jeff York is Jason York's brother. So uh, there you go. We'll see. Uh, I'd like to call him the York Chop if he pops up in the Ottawa Senators organization um, here. Uh, any before we move on here, any questions like outstanding questions that that you have? Like how much we know how much this you know would affect someone like Pierre Dorian or DJ Smith. Uh, I'm curious about players themselves now. New ownership coming in. I don't know that that changes, if anything, the situation with Alex DeBrinket, for example. Is there anything on the ice that you can think of that right away this news would impact? Well, I think, you know, I, I, I think that DeBrinket is probably the biggest one. I don't know if it changes much else. Like, like I think Dorian's been doing business as normal. Um, you know, he's been... I've heard he's been negotiating some things, working on some things, like the Brinkett, obviously. Like, I, I'm really curious to see here, like, the one thing about, like, the team is rising, right? Like, it's going in the good, it's, yeah. it's going in a good direction. And 
you know, I, I think if you're Ann Lauer, you're weighing that too. Um, you know, you, you, they seem to have the team pointed in the right direction. Uh, they've got a lot of their good young players locked up for a long time. You know, they have to fix some things like every team does. But I, I do wonder about that from an Ann Lauer point of view. You've got the ship head pointed the right way. How much of it do you really want to tinker? Yeah. It's a great point. Um, and I, I'm of a couple of minds there. One, when you take over, you have the right to, to bring in your own people. On the other hand, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this thing, to your point, is headed in the right direction. We'll, 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 see, where this, we'll see where this heads. Um, final question on this, and then I want to move along and get to some other NHL issues. And, oh, yeah, there's a hockey game tonight. I guess so much for the NHL not wanting major news breaking on game days during the playoffs, most notably the Stanley Cup final. Boom, we get the Ottawa sale before Vegas yeah. win the Cup. How would you, having gone through this from, from day one, like, I can recall being in Florida with you last year when we got the news that uh, that uh, Eugene Melnick had passed away, uh, and that began, you know, this process of the the Ottawa Senators' sale. How would you describe what just happened here in the last year or so? Like, there been so it's been such a roller coaster. I don't think we know all of the answers, or even close to knowing all of the answers here. Like, I I still have a lot of curiosity about why some of the bids dropped out along the way. Um, I don't know that we're ever going to get that answer, uh, but nonetheless, uh, how would you describe what we all just witnessed or in some cases, like in your case as a reporter, went through? Are you talking about like the Ottawa market or just like everybody involved here? I'm talking about this entire process from when it was first put to to market to the people that were attracted to it to the Ryan Reynolds uh, situation um, and the and the Charm tour and then um, uh, the Nico Sparks group with Snoop Dogg and uh, a who's who of of of, of inter- entertainment people uh, attaching themselves uh, to this one like there there this was a a Canadian hockey sale like like none other like we've seen other franchises sold here we've seen the maple leaf sold we've seen the vancouver canucks like take your pick we've seen teams sold here the montreal canadians but nothing like this no nothing remotely close to this sale and i understand that you know part of the part of what made it sort of over the top was the nature of celebrity that was attached to it and you know that can sometimes be a, a a magnet for drama or a magnet for crazy i get that um but how would you describe this entire process here with everybody involved people dropping out people coming back wild names being attached to all of it how do you describe what this last 12 months was like and what it was it was cra- it was crazy it it really was it really was crazy, and you know, like I, 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 as I said before, like there's a book or a movie or a, a long feature uh, to be made on this about everything that happened, where it went, um, I, you know, the, the twists and turns it took. You know, there's there's no question in my mind that at the end, just the pressure of all the news getting out of everything that was being asked for or um, like the big group, like Ryan Reynolds backing out or dropping out um, the Apostolopolis group dropping out, like j- just the news of the last 
72 hours, the stuff that was getting out there. Um, it was it was a wild process. And I've said this to you many times, and I'll say it to you again. This is why these mm-hmm. kinds of sale processes are not supposed to be public. Because, like, th- this one was crazier than normal. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Jeff. But sale processes do go through twists and turns and ups and downs, and you never hear about them. And this one was so public, and everything that happened, good and bad, was all over the place. And it was very unique, and it was very different, and it was a roller coaster ride. And the thing is, Jeff, even though we think it's over, not over. Like, you know, like I reported yesterday that Laviolette is is on track to become the new head coach of the Rangers, and I do think that's true, but it's not done yet. Like, sometimes these things take time. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the toughest thing is that we're in a society, an information society now where, like, you know, like I woke up at, uh, like, just before, just before 8 a.m. this morning, Vegas time, and for me, that's early. And, like, I, I tweet out, like, what a... What a what a what a big news to wake up to, and people are hammering me because I'm I'm late on it, and it's funny. Like it is funny. It's I, I get a good I get a good laugh out of it. People are like yeah. you sleep into eleven, or even if you sleep into late in Vegas, you're late, and that's the way it is now, Jeff. Like everybody wants everything fast. Yeah. There's there's no slow. Everybody wants everything fast, and the real world doesn't work that way. It's the speed of life now, and it's yeah. uh, we've had this conversation before, the speed of technology as well, and the expectation that technology has brought to people, which is assuming that things can get, whether it's your health or a flat tire, that things can get solved quickly, and things can get solved, you know, not just quickly, but efficiently and quickly, and life doesn't always work that way but we have in our minds a speed of life and real life doesn't work at that same pace um okay so off the ottawa senators uh sale here we're going to pick it up a little bit later on with ian mendez in hour two ryan huska coming up at the bottom of the hour want to ask you about him as he was introduced officially yesterday um you mentioned peter laviolette and again still not done and we're still expecting that his tour through the metropolitan division will continue with the rangers yeah, Peter Laviolette, as you're going to start calling him. I, <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's on track to getting done. Like nobody has told me that this is off the rails or anything like that. So, and once you put it out there, you certainly hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, but you know, he's mm-hmm. they they were getting to getting a deal done with Laviolette, and uh, a few people out there knew it. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see it when it closes, but, uh, it looks like he's going to be the coach and, you know, I don't like, again, this was another really interesting search. I, I think the jury really, uh, really grinded his way through it. He met with Laviolette a couple of times or, or he interviewed him a couple of times. How many times he met in person? I don't know the exact number. He interviewed Hines a couple of times, including at least once in person. Uh, I think there were a few others. Um, you know, I, I think we've all kind of wondered about what the, the relationship of like, just, you know, some people said no, some people, other people wondered if they waited on a Quenville ruling. Some people said no, other people wanted if they were waiting on like a Keefe decision. Um, but ultimately it looks like Laviolette's the guy or was on track to be yesterday. So 
I think this was like one thing about Drury is he's never been afraid to wait, but I definitely think he wrestled with mm-hmm. this one because it's a big hire for him. Like, you know, you know how impatient that owner is. They just had a coach who had back to back a hundred point seasons and went to the Stanley Cup semifinal last year and you know, they're losing the first round he's out. So the pressure's on there, like really on. All right, so that's the uh, the Rangers situation. Uh, I do want to ask you about the game tonight, but quickly, your thoughts on Ryan Huska, officially named head coach of the Calgary Flames, as we've been talking about for uh, a little bit of time here. Um, expectations for Huska? I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of what he does is based around what Craig Conroy above him does uh, vis-a-vis personnel. But uh, what type of effect do you think we'll see now that uh, Huska's in as head coach? Well, I think that uh, you know. I- to me, I, I talked about this yesterday on Pat Steinberg's show in, in Calgary. Like, there's there's a lot of people out there who are really happy to see Huska get this chance. Like he's like you know a lot of the hires in this cycle have been people who've been around, and uh, this is a new face, a, a new opportunity, and you know people are really excited for Huska to get this opportunity to get a chance. I, I think it's really interesting because Calgary looks like they could be in a bit of a change the roster phase. It'll be really interesting here, uh, Jeff. But, you know, one of the things that, like, there's no question that people respect his knowledge. They say he's very smart. They say he knows his X's and O's. Um, You know, they say that he's as ready for a first opportunity as someone can be. And for me, one of the more interesting things is, is how hard it is to go from good cop to bad cop. You're the assistant coach on a team, and now you're the head coach. And it's the hardest thing to do is do it on the same team. Like there have been obvious success stories, but there have been other situations where it's really hard because the players look at you differently when they, when you talk to them differently. So that I think will be an interesting thing for Huska to manage, but there's a lot of people who believe that, like I said, he's as ready for a first opportunity as anyone could be. That's uh, that good cop, bad cop is going to be one of the first questions I ask here when uh, when Huska joins me in a couple of moments. Um, game five tonight. Meanwhile, uh, it's taken us 26 minutes into this conversation to, to get to the game tonight. Mm. Where the, the cup might get handed out. Um, give us a sense here. Like, give us uh, the time. Give us the temp. Give us the vibe in Vegas right now. The cup is in the city. The cup will be in the building, etc. Phil Pritchard will have the white gloves on. Um, we're having conversations about the Conn Smythe Trophy. Uh, we're having conversations about who Mark Stone hands the trophy to first, etc. What's the uh, what's the mood in Vegas right now? Well, the people here um, they're they're really excited for it. Um, you know, I was talk I was just you know walking yesterday, and um, you, you can see like there's a lot of. We walked by one like uh, chicken restaurant. And they had they have like a big chicken uh, outside the the uh, restaurant. It was wearing a Vegas jersey. Um, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Kevin took a picture with it. I have a bad feeling it's going to end up on the broadcast tonight. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> uh, but of course it is. Uh, uh, you know, like like there. You know, this market has done an unbelievable job. It's a big success story, and. Uh, you know, the, the, the fans here are really excited. Um, you know, Vegas is a city, has won one championship. The uh, Aces of the WNBA won one. They're, they're, really, they're really excited for this. You know, this is, a, this is a city that didn't have any teams, and now everybody's coming here. You know, the NHL came here. 
And it was now the NFL is yep. here, the WNBA is here, the NBA is going to come, and eventually Major League Baseball too. They're really excited. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing, Jeff, is that I'm really curious about Kachuk. I, like, again, they're having they had an optional yesterday. They're having an optional today. He's not on the ice this morning. Uh, Cousins, who didn't skate yesterday, is, uh, walk, is skating today. We saw Cousins yesterday. We were walking to the rink, and he was walking away from it. And he just looked miserable. Like, like I was wondering if he was being told he couldn't play because he just looked so upset. Mm-hmm. So, we did, so like, he's skating this morning. But I'll tell you this. Like, you know, Ron and Kevin, they know this kind of thing. Denisenko was here yesterday, and and Giovanni Smith was here yesterday, and they said those guys were practicing like they were preparing to play. So I have a feeling there's some lineup decisions tonight for uh, Florida, and I'm wondering if Kachuk is one of them. Oh, boy. Uh, We'll see. Cup could be handed out tonight. Could be an historic night, both for the NHL with an expansion team winning within six years of their their existence uh, and the first Stanley Cup in Nevada. We shall see uh, what happens here. Are you still, by the way, going into tonight's game undecided where your Conn Smythe vote is going? Does a lot of it depend on this game if Vegas wins? I, I think we can see, like... I've been Eichel most of the way through the playoffs. Like, it's it's hard not to look at what Marcia So has done. So, like, that's my one A and one B right now. Like, we, just for people who are curious about it, those of us who are voting, and I think there's 18 voters. You have to have your vote in by the 10 minute mark of the third period. Now, you are allowed to you are allowed to say, look, if this guy does this or this person does this, you can. Uh, you, you can add, you can change it, but you know you've got to have it in. So somebody's got 50 minutes to cement their vote in my head. I'll tell you what, there would be some poetry to Jonathan Marshall so winning uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy and the Stanley Cup against a team that left them exposed. Like that would be like it, it, to me, it seems like that's going to wrap up one storyline here. Uh, Vegas winning the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe goes to someone they got in the expansion draft. Like I'm oh, with, I'm, with you. Like, I'm I'm Team Michael on this one, but listen, uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy winner being someone who was taking the expansion draft that's a that's a pretty big moment in the NHL. Should we get there tonight uh, in Vegas? We'll see what happens. Uh, okay, great stuff. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, and uh, we'll see a. If that picture shows up, and B, if Vegas can close out tonight. Uh, thanks as well, always, Reed. You'll be good. Jeff, I have a final question for you. I just, I just, I finished my workout, okay. half my workout, to come do this interview. Now yeah. that I've been sitting around for half an hour, do I go do the rest of the workout, or do I just go back to bed? Yes. No, okay. go do the rest of your workout. Uh, I would recommend you start with uh, 20 burpees uh, to get yourself <laughs> and uh, get the blood flowing again and get things going. So 20 burpees uh, and 25 push-ups, soldier. Get to it. All right, bud. I'm on it. There he is. He's back to sweating. Uh, Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada.